Welcome to Homework, the podcast by and for people who work from home. I'm your host, Harry Marks. This is episode number 259, and we're talking about cleaning up your workspace. If you like the show, join our Discord to chat with us. Like-minded homeworkers, listen along as we record the show and grab Discord exclusives like worksheets and more. You'll find a link in the show notes. Additionally, you can reach us by email at heyhomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. We read and respond to everyone. Now, let's get started. How are you doing, Dave? I am doing just fine. How are you? I'm good. I am very good. I just ordered the chair that I had mentioned on the last episode, uh, the the Mila Task Chair from Wayfair. So um, that should be coming by the end of the week, and I'll be sprucing up my workspace a little bit. That's very very nice. I got a a, a workspace. I guess it's a tool of the week. <laughs> I'll, I'll call it a improvement of the week, a workspace improvement of the week that I'll talk about today that I'm kind of excited about. And uh, I kind of let the cat out of the bag, Harry. What are we talking about this week? We're talking about sprucing up your workspace. Indeed we are. We're keeping on with the theme of renewal and restarting mm-hmm. uh, for January. Last week, we talked about resolutions and non-resolutions. You can go back and listen to episode 258 if you would like to hear that. But today, we're talking about getting your workspace ready for the year, what works and what doesn't, what we plan on bringing into 2021 with us as far as work is concerned. Before we get to that, Harry, should we talk about our tools of the week? We should. So my tool of the week is something that just came out. Um, It's sitting in my mailbox right now, but the reason I'm talking about it is because I already know it's going to be fine. Um, Mm -hmm. It's by a company called Anchor. Uh, If you use uh, battery banks or wireless chargers or charging cables, they make all sorts of things. They're sort of a, a... I don't want to say cheap, but they're a more affordable alternative to some of the, the more popular uh, brands out there for charging your mobile devices. And so they, okay. just, they just came out. So with, with the iPhone 12 and the 12 Pro and the 12 Pro Max and all that stuff, they have a new, uh, quote, new uh, version of MagSafe on the phone. So they have magnetic accessories like wallet cases and the cases themselves are magnetic. And so third-party makers are also making MagSafe things. And basically all it does is it, it, there's a magnet in the back of your phone and it clips on to this accessory. And you get a little notification on the phone, that like a ring that fills in that says this magnetic uh, accessory is on your phone. So Anchor just released their own version of the magnetic wireless charger, which uh, just pops onto the back of the phone. There's, it doesn't plug in. It just clips on or not even clips. It just connects via magnets. And it's much cheaper than the Apple alternative, which I think is like $40. This is $22. Oh. So I just bought this. It's sitting in my mailbox. I just I don't love the the plugging in and the hunting for the cable. One thing I really like about this is the cord is five feet long. So I never have to worry about digging it out from behind the nightstand or anything like that. And it just pops right onto the phone. I can still use the phone, pick it up, um, you know, walk around within five feet. But, you know, sitting in bed. Charging it is going to be a lot easier than uh, it was trying to find the foot cable that came with my iPhone and, and dig it out from behind the nightstand. So if you're looking for an alternative to uh, what Apple provides, which is always at a premium, you're always paying the Apple tax, uh, take a mm-hmm. look at Anchor. They're, they're reliable. I've used, so I have several of their wireless chargers. The There's a cradle that always sits on my desk and I just plop my phone on it and it charges it wirelessly. The one downside is that unlike the Apple charger, which charges at the maximum wattage, I can't remember the the, the wattage it uses, um, this only goes up to 7.5 watts. But if you're charging mm-hmm. it overnight, you're not using your phone while you're sleeping, it should be totally right. fine. It'll be charged in the morning. So, yep, it's a nice alternative. Very, very nice. Uh, two things come to mind. First, um, <laughs> you mentioned the, the lengthy cable. My dad has 
a cable for his iPhone that we joke is a mile and a half long. (laughs) You could lasso cattle with that cable. And that's what I thought of the first time you thought of it. The second is uh, sometimes I hesitate with non-Apple products. Like this isn't something from China that's going to burst into flames and burn my home down. Right, Right, exactly. No, Anchor is, I believe, it's a a subsidiary of a larger uh, brand, a larger reputable brand. It's just their sort of budget. Uh, their, okay. their budget line. And I, I've been using Anchor products for several years now. They come highly recommended. Uh, Anchor is is always one of the top recommended budget brands if you're, if you're looking for something. It's not like some random Chinese brand that's going to burst into flames randomly. Anchor is, is pretty respectable in that regard. I can see behind you, your house is still standing. So that's good. Yes. Yep. <laughs> good. My tool of the week is kind of silly. Well, it's something I received as a gift for Christmas from my daughter, and I absolutely fell in love with. I'm going to put a link in Discord right now. So if you're listening, you already know what it is. Um, This is these uh, incense matchsticks from Japan. I think it's called Hibi, H-I-B-I. I'm probably pronouncing it incorrectly. But basically, it's a matchstick and incense in one. And you sort of, they burn just for 10 minutes. Just get little 10 minutes of beautiful scent in your home and then they're gone away so inside the package is this little disc of some sort of material that doesn't have a whole lot of surface i don't know how to say it's like super porous i guess is the word i'm trying to say you strike the match let it burn for three or four seconds in your fingers and blow it out and put it down on this little heat resistant surface and um it lets this scent come out as the match slowly burns down it takes about 10 minutes for the thing to burn and boy, it's just the most delightful little thing. I can see these living in the bathroom. I have it here on my desk, and I'm, I'm burning one right now as we sit here and chit-chat. There's all different, I almost said flavors. There's all different scents you can get. Um, I have cedar, which I am in love with. Um, Jackie in the chat is saying she's a fan of cedar, too. And they're selling on this website that I linked in Discord, and that will be in the show notes for 12 bucks. It's pretty inexpensive. Oh, nice. And they're really, really fun. And I bet if you were even traveling, you could bring this along with you. Um, maybe not in a hotel, but if you're at a uh sort I'm trying to think of, an Airbnb or something, uh, there you go. So, you know, we're all about making your workspace pleasant to be in. And this is something that is doing it for me. So go and check those out if you want, if you're the uh incense kind of person. Very nice. I'm gonna. Ch- I am gonna check those out. I, at first, I thought it was like matchsticks, like you would light a candle with, and I was like, "Well, why would you light incense only to light a candle?" But no, they, they burn for themselves. <laughs> yeah, the sticks are. You'll see they're a little bit thicker than you might be used to in a match. At least they felt thicker for me, and that's obviously because all the whatever incense stuff is in there. Right. The one thing I will tell you is the matchsticks love to break, so hold it with your thumb, sort of close to the. Strike head, if that makes sense. Oh, I see. So, yeah, don't hold it at the back because the leverage will just crack it in half. Exactly. So yeah. I did that twice, and then I learned my lesson. <laughs> as long as you hold it in the right way, let it burn for two or three seconds, and then sort of blow it out and put it down. Eh, it's absolutely enjoyable. So that is my tool of the week. I know this would sort of defeat the purpose, but I almost wonder if it's worth getting one of those regular light, like the, the, the kitchen lighters with the button on it, yeah. and light the matchstick oh. with that. So you don't risk snapping it in half, but you know, that sort of defeats the purpose because you have the strike head at the top. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun to drag it across the edge of the box. Yeah. I do but love, I see I what you're saying. You would, I wouldn't have wasted two if I had done what you suggested. <laughs> 
So we're sort of talking about our workspaces now. Let's talk about our workspaces, Harry. We're going to go through uh, a list of items here, starting with out with the old. Yeah. So one thing I love to do a couple times a year is I like to purge old files. And that might yeah. mean, and purge doesn't necessarily mean throw out. I also archive a lot of stuff. I have a filing cabinet mm -hmm. in my home office that is sort of rotating depending on what the needs are. So, for example, tax documents. Uh, I My suggestion, I'm not going to give you advice here on how long to keep things. You need to look at whatever government website you need to uh, and see mm -hmm. what they recommend for keeping you know, tax documents and medical records and all that stuff. But if you do plan on keeping that stuff, I keep a... Um, one of those plastic mini filing cabinet, like with a handle on it kind of things. And I just sort mm -hmm. of tuck everything in there. I put it in the closet or in the basement or something just out of the way. And then I free up room in my filing cabinet. Um, and it, it allows me to keep the documents as long as I need to without cluttering up the, the active filing cabinet that I keep everything that I'm currently using. Um, yeah. Also, I recommend as part of this, which sort of goes into the next piece of this is using a scanner or an app of some kind. I use Scanner Pro or Scanner Pro Plus. Um, mm -hmm. I believe, I can't remember remember if it's Reattle or not, um, but they essentially what it does is it uses your phone camera. You take a picture of the document and it, it changes the look of the document in your camera roll. You can take a, a picture of the document as if you were taking a regular picture, but it also has a scanner mode that will white out the background and leave only the text. And it looks like you made a photocopy of it. It's much more legible. It's much more, it's much easier to forward on to, uh, an, a, like a regulatory body or, or whatever it is, you know, if you need to take a, a, a statement from your bank and send it to someone mm -hmm. for verification of something, it's more readable in that regard. Um, and it saves everything in its own space and you can save things to your camera roll, though I don't recommend it. Um, I would keep everything within the app itself. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I do when I start purging my old files is I take pictures of things. I file them away in a portable, more easily um, movable system and then i get them out of my mm -hmm. office because I'm, I'm trying to cut down on the amount of clutter let me talk to you about um if we're talking about storing files um what i would call like mission critical files like your birth certificate your social security right. card passport Deeds, i know yeah. some people use a fireproof box mm -hmm. for that some people use a safety deposit box at the bank um just because god forbid something happens to the house um, that's something I've been meaning to do for such a long time. Yes, your vital records, exactly. Yep. Ours are in, I'm ashamed to say, just a paper accordion folder. So if there was a flood or a fire, <laughs> we'd be paying to have those things replaced. Um, are you in the same boat or are you wiser and smarter than me and have them tucked away safely? <laughs> We we have a we don't keep them in a, a safety deposit box and we probably should but with everything going on with COVID and uh, you know new jobs and everything being able to get access to my birth certificate my social security card is vitally important so that I can take mm -hmm. pictures or copies and send them to the 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 people in HR. So mm -hmm. I, once this is all over, I'm going to revisit the system and put everything we need into into a safety deposit box at the bank. Um, but for now, we keep things in a separate container jackie makes a good point here in the chat she wants to be able to grab everything in a hurry and get out um a, a go bag might be part of your uh, your military background might be sleep, seeping in there jackie but it's a great idea so if i need to urgently access my passport or my birth certificate or my social security card or whatever it is and it's in the bank and it's friday at 7 p.m i'm sort of doomed until monday Right. 
And and also, you know, these boxes, these fire safe boxes that you can get at Target or Staples, they're not meant to be theft proof. Like the, if mm-hmm. someone breaks into your house and they can't get into it right away, they're just going to take the box with them and pry it open with a crowbar later. So this is, these are really just for fire or flood or, you know, any kind of emergency s- situation where the documents might be harmed in some way. So if, if you go in with that m- mindset of I'm putting this in here so that everything's in one spot and I, if God forbid something happens, I can grab it and go. Great. But don't get one of these boxes with the lock on it thinking now I'm safe and I don't have to worry about it. Like, no, you, you still need to stay vigilant, hide it somewhere, put it where someone's not going to find it right away um, because you don't want that stuff getting out anyway. Right. Anyone can lift a three pound box and carry it right out of your home. <laughs> right. Exactly. Unless you're getting some sort of like two ton safe for your basement. That <laughs> right. Has like at a three pound. Like in a Roadrunner know. cartoon. Yeah, exactly. That, you know, you need C4 <laughs> to open up with. Yeah, that right. that then I, I wouldn't worry so much. But yeah, with these fire safe boxes. Yeah, don't 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 expect too much in terms of, of security. So we talk about purging or storing our digital files. Uh, yes, purging and, and storing digital files. I did this recently when I got my new Mac. Uh, I went through Dropbox and iCloud Drive, and I started rearranging slash clarifying my folder system and and getting rid of things that I didn't need anymore. I used to keep old work files um, from previous jobs just in case I needed something to reference, mm-hmm. um, and I got rid of a lot of that stuff from years ago. And I just I wanted to make it a lot simpler for me to get to the files I really need. And search takes takes care of a lot of that. If you use Alfred or Spotlight on the Mac, you know you can do a quick keystroke and type in something, a, a phrase or something, and it'll search your system for you. Um, and I do the same with email. But I purge a lot of old files that I don't necessarily need anymore. Old documents, old um, like Word documents, old. Uh, I'm trying to think. You know, old HR documents from you know two, three jobs ago that I, I'm never yeah. going to need. And they only have personal information on them that could, if gotten into the wrong hands, could cause damage. So, you know, anything like that, I, I get rid of. Yeah, I recently found old HR documents from when I worked at AOL. I mean, that was in 2009. I think Jeez. I don't, I think it's safe to say I don't need those anymore. No, that's that's not coming back. <laughs> it's really a good time to sit down with whatever digital storage system you use and just go through and see what's in there. See what's what you can keep and what you can get rid of, whether it's Dropbox or Evernote or whatever you like to use. Yes. And um, on top of that, check security. Make sure that your passwords are up to date. Um, mm-hmm. This is something I've been doing over the last week. I have been going into one password every day, and I do about 10 to 15 passwords at a time before the day starts. And I go in, and I've changed every single one of my passwords to a unique um one password generated password. So everything's saved in one password. Um, I try not to save it in Safari because I don't want that to got to be uh, to get out or anything. Um, so everything's saved yeah. in one password. It's behind a separate password entirely that only I know that's not used anywhere else. And so I've been going in because I one thing that I really love about one password is that they will tell you when your password has been used in a data leak or has been breached in some way. So mm-hmm. I can go in through each of those accounts and see, oh, this password that I used 76 times on 76 different accounts needs to be changed. And so I can go in and change each one one by one. It's not the it's not the best process because you have to do it one by one, but I feel so mm-hmm. much better. And this also goes back to purging. I've been closing dozens of accounts that I don't need anymore, that I for for websites that are either defunct or that I don't use anymore, old shopping websites I might have bought someone a mm-hmm. gift on three years ago that I'm never going to shop at again, close the account. 
you know, any any place where I can reduce the amount of of uh, liability and the likeliness that someone's going to breach that website and leak my password again, I'm getting rid of it. Yeah, just because you're ignoring it does not mean it's gone. Exactly. And and that's what happened at a lot of these websites. I set up an account a couple of years ago to try it out. I forgot about it. And then suddenly I'm, I'm checking one password. And this website that I honestly don't even remember what it did or what was on it is saying, right. oh, your password has been leaked. Well, great. So I now have to go in and delete that account. So, you know, use a password manager, use one password or last pass or, or any mm -hmm. of the number ones we've talked about them before. And, and use that to tr keep track and use that to generate new passwords, unique passwords for each of those websites. Because the, the yeah. last thing you want is that, you know, is, is your password of password one, two, three, four, five being leaked out on the, on the web or whatever it is. And you've used it everywhere. Right. Yes. Please don't reuse passwords. I use remember we've talked about yes. before. Um, they have a cute little bear logo. Um, I think it's sort of like, um, very, very similar to, uh, one password. Another thing I'll mention here is. I know 1Password does this. I know Remember does this. There is a recovery code and step-by-step mm -hmm. -step process that you can take. And they don't know your password or anything like that. So when you sign up for an account, they will send you this information, which they highly encourage you print as a PDF and put in a safe spot. That is something I've done. I have my Remember uh, recovery code and other steps along that path uh printed out in a hard copy and saved with all of my mission critical files because mm -hmm. if something happens um i don't want to be locked out of all of my passwords so do that for yourself and keep it in a safe place because that's i mean think about what you have behind passwords online that's a very important bit of information yes and and look at the the applications i don't know about remember or LastPass, but i know one password will also save on top of your login information it'll save license codes for software you use it'll save mm -hmm. credit card information you can create um, secure notes. So if you have specific information like recovery codes for different, like, hey, e we have hey email, and it gives mm -hmm. you a set of like 10 recovery codes if you can't get into it, I can put those in a secure note and one password. And then when I need to go in and get that recovery code, I know where it is. So it's it's a one stop shop for all of your, your vital digital information. Yep. And while we're talking about purging password, I'm sorry, digital files, I'm going to say, oh, what up your downloads folder? Oh my gosh, mm. look at the Mount Everest pile of junk just laying about there. Not only taking up space, but potentially dangerous or who knows what. So um, go in your downloads folder and I would say purge that puppy. Because anything that was, I think if, you know, if you're not aware what's in there, you're not obviously not concerned about it or using it. So around this time, it's a great opportunity to uh, open up the downloads folder, see what's in there, and say goodbye. Now, I know what you're thinking already, Harry. Uh, David Sparks in Hazel. Uh, yep. Uh, David Sparks over at Max Sparky has a great... Um, I think he has a field guide for Hazel, doesn't he? Yes. Yes, he does. While you're in the midst of purging your digital files, don't forget the downloads folder. Um, I'm sure you've got a big pile, as I do, of who knows what in there. It's a great time to go through it and delete what you don't need. Yes. Um, and funny enough, Hazel is one of the instances where I needed my license file and 1Password had it. And so I just reinstalled it on the new Mac and I've got rules set up. So when I get, for example, if I download a receipt, 
a PDF, if it's in the downloads file and it has the word receipt in it, Hazel sees that and then automatically files it to a, a folder in iCloud Drive for my, all my receipts. And I don't, hmm. I don't have to worry about it. So, And it's the same thing for invoices. It's the same thing for um, uh, DMG files. When I download an application, Hazel will unpack it, install the application, delete the DMG file, and eject the installer all in one shot. I don't have to do anything. So, Boy, that's beautiful. Yep. It, it's one-stop shop, and I, I love that kind of automation. I'm trying to find a way to automate. So what I've been doing is I, I follow a couple of bass players on YouTube who do – they do their own bass lines over songs. So like Dua Lipa has some really funky bass lines, and this this one uh, bass player I follow, I think her name is Julia Plays Groove or something like that. She does some really crunchy lines, and I've been downloading the videos on YouTube using Downey. And then what I really want to do is once that's done – the video is downloaded. It automatically opens in Permute, which will convert it into an MP3 and then install it or not install it, but import it into Apple Music, into my library. And I'm trying wow. to figure out how to do that with automation. And I'm about 30 seconds away, probably after we record, I'm going to go into the Automators Talk uh, forums and ask someone, is this possible? Because I really need to be able to get all of these these videos into Apple Music for myself. <laughs> <laughs> if not, just ask Brett Terpster. He'll know. Yeah, or he'll he'll create something. He'll build something for me. He knows how to do these things. He's like a wizard. Yeah, he'll he'll make an app. He'll call it like download convert, and he'll throw it up on the website for free. And and but it will be it will have been made for me. <laughs> so we talk about our physical setups. I know you're going through a lot of changes in the your workspace at home. Yeah, I've uh, yeah I can see it now. Um, I have hmm. been packing up a ton of stuff on my desk. I I used my desk as a display space for all sorts of little trinkets and toys and things mm -hmm. and as i've said before i've been down the rabbit hole on minimalist desk setups i still want to replace the desk or move this one out of my office into another part of the house and get a proper like ikea countertop desk or mm -hmm. uplift or autonomous.ai desk something that might stand or or just a big ass spance of empty space um, with a monitor or, or ultra widescreen monitor and all that. So what I've done is I've moved my microphone back over to my standing desk now that Christmas is over and my office slash storage space is free again. And mm -hmm. I have been purging things from my desk. I bought a big Rubbermaid storage bin from Target and I bought these. They're called, uh, they're from a company called, I think it's pronounced Betsky. It's B-T-S-K-Y. Um, I bought mm -hmm. them on Amazon. They're pencil cases. They're pencil boxes, pla clear plastic. They hold about two dozen pencils, maybe 27, 28 pencils. And you, they stack. So I packed up almost all of my pencils except for a handful of black wings. And basically what I'm going to do is as I use them, as I use the ones I st still have on my desk, I'll just dip into the box and pull out another set and just keep using them and using them until they're empty and I'll, I'll restock when I need to. I'm not buying anything new anymore until I really start using what I have. Um, the same goes nice, for nice, my nice. Field Notes notebooks. Um, those are those have gotten packed away. So all I have on my desk right now is my Grovemade um, Merino wool uh, blotter thing. Um, I have mm -hmm. the, the caddy from, uh, the New York public library that I keep my black wings in. I have the light bulb bottle that I got at Hobby Lobby one year and it has all my stubs in it, all my used pencil stubs. And I've got a couple of little trinkets. I've got the mosaic desk organizer from Baron Fig and some pens in there and, and note cards, but I'm really trying to keep it minimal in terms of what is actually on my desk. And now I have room to put mail that I need to process. I have room to put, um, you know, some spare pencils, some spare notebooks, um, just stuff that, you know, if I need it in the in, in some rare event, it's right there. Um, and everything else is out of my way. 
Yeah, very nice. I like to do the same thing too because I'm still I'm still a notebook guy, as you know. So I still want to have space to get a notebook open so I can comfortably write without having to, you know, move the keyboard, move the mouse, shove all the stuff out of the, out of the way so I can get a notebook down. When I'm done writing, bring all that back. That's such a hassle, and I hate doing it. So I want to have space. So my my computer is actually a little off center. Um, it's a little to the right. Um, it isn't really in the dead center of my desk, and I use this sort of space to the left of that to have a notebook open right now i'm using the very confidant and you know that's a little wider than like a moleskin but i still have plenty of room to open it and nice. sort of turn over here and write and then put it away when i'm done um we talked last time about how i did the same thing you did i got rid of a lot of clutter like my my five by five mug full of six thousand pencils that i do not need um <laughs> one thing that changed is i went to um tj maxx so I get the max for the minimum huh. and I got these. I'm holding them up. So Terry can, or sorry, Harry can see these little plastic containers with their sort of stack with a little lid. And I'm putting random junk in here. Like not a whole lot for this one just has like an iPhone charging cable. And over here, this one has some note cards and stuff and they look nice and they get the things that typically are on the desk scattered about in these little containers and they're clear plastic so I can see what's inside. So I can know just the one I need to get into. And you know, they cost next to nothing. So just plastic. I got them at TJ Maxx and, and they're working great. Very nice. So I'm sort of with you. I'm trying to minimize what's here so I can work and not have like, even that visual clutter is like, it's almost like audible noise, you know, like I, I yeah. can't not pay attention to it. Exactly. So I try to get that down to a minimum. Yep, I I completely agree, and it's my floor is the current place where I need to really focus on getting stuff out of the way. I've got <laughs> yeah. old shoes, I've got socks that I have to sort and and put together, and all that fun stuff, and and I've got a, a bag of garbage that I'm just constantly piling stuff into out of my office. It's a it's a disaster area, but I, I will get there eventually. I haven't been so in a rush to do it because I've been working at my dining room table because my son is in the living room right across from me doing his schoolwork and I need to be near him to keep an eye on things and listen for teacher instructions right. and things. Mm -hmm. So I, I haven't been in my office nearly as much as I want, but I'm hoping, you know, when this is over to a point where he can go back to school a couple days a week and, and that, so I'll, I'll be able to go back to my office up here and, and get some work done. Yeah. By the way, congratulations on earning your teaching degree. Yes, thank you so much. I worked very hard for the last year and a half <laughs> to to get my remote teaching degree. Right. And all it got and now me here was, it is. It was all it got me was to hang on the wall. Yeah. Right. All it got me was stressed out. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about lighting, Harry. Yes. So uh, lighting is important. And if your office... It really is. If your workspace lacks a lot of natural light... so For some reason, my house has windows everywhere and gets no light. I don't understand it. So... I <laughs> How think, does that work? I think it's the massive trees in my backyard. And mm. because of that, I have lights all throughout the house in, uh, that I've switched out from the regular um, the regular bulbs. And then it was LED bulbs or the CF... What is it? The CF bulbs? The... Like, oh, yeah, the compact fluorescence. Uh, yeah, the compact fluorescence. And now most of the lights in the house have been replaced with Hue bulbs. So I can talk to my Echo Dingus or my Google Dingus or um, Siri and say, sorry, and <laughs> say for anyone listening on their iPhone and say, hey, Dingus, turn the lights on. And I've done this in my office upstairs. And I also have on my desk, which isn't automated. It is a, a an industrial kind of black and wood 
lamp with an old-fashioned tungsten um an old-fashioned like nixie bulb in it it's a mm. it's a modern nixie bulb basically so it's led but it looks really antique and i love it um but i i like to have a lot of natural light one thing I'm hoping to get, I have a BenQ monitor downstairs in the dining room, and I'd like to get, they have a bar that goes across the top with a light over it, sort of like a museum light for a painting. And I've heard people say that that's also really helpful. It's really good for eye strain and things. So it's good to have light as much as possible in your workspace. I also have um, these little mini Christmas lights I got at Target one year for like five bucks, and they're strung up around my bookcases, and they just look pretty. That's all. And nice. uh, one thing I'd like to invest in are, they're really popular right now, are nano leaf lights. They're stickable tiles that go on your wall in different patterns and arrangements. And they're LED and they can change colors and everything. And they look really cool. They look like honeycombs almost. So there's different shapes. Yeah. I think there's triangles and there's squares and, and all sorts of things. And I want to get some of those from my wall just to, to spruce things up a little bit. I'm looking at this now. This is really cool. Now... Um, if you're in the Discord, uh, last week I posted a picture of my work desk. <clears throat> I'm in this old New England home with a slanted roof, and my head is right beneath the slanted roof. And so there's really no natural light over here at all. It's pretty dark. Mm -hmm. I have a big lamp on my desk, but the lamp is very big. And it's just one of those little, like, oh, cheapo fluorescent lights. So the light it produces is very ugly. And when I was looking at these narrow leaf panels that you sent earlier, I was thinking if I can get some of those on the slanted roof bit that's just above my desk, they'd be thin and unobtrusive, mm -hmm. and they'd provide a decent amount of light to the desk workspace right below. Right. So, I don't know. I might, I might have to play with the idea. And, it's kind of neat. And if you are a home worker and you're on Zoom all the time, the, you, it's good to have some sort of light right in front of you that will amplify mm -hmm. that will brighten your face in the zoom call and those those nano leaf lights look like they'll be really great they're not obtrusive they're not super bright either they're not like in your face like a lot of these led ring lights that you can get on amazon that just like bless yes. your face with light so bright yeah mm -hmm. these give just enough light to to uh, to to brighten the camera what the camera sees but not so much that you're squinting the whole time right right which is um exactly what my ring light did it lit my face up beautifully for anyone who's looking but my gosh it's like having the sun 18 inches yeah. away from my face for the entire time exactly uh, kind of unpleasant okay did we cover cleaning up your workspace um did we go into storage apps and and Ooh, we did not we did not so storage this this goes back to files and one thing i'd like to address real quick that uh, jackie put in the chat um with regard to passwords tag your password so you know what you need to update when you move and, and change addresses um you know maybe it's the password to get into your cable system your, your cable provider and also on top of that if you if your email is through your cable provider please change that you should not have your email through comcast or optimum because if you move or if that cable provider merges with someone else and that suddenly changes then you now have to go into all of those places where you have registered or given out your email address and change that so switch it to a gmail switch it to um to to uh hey or or i think microsoft has their own now like not hotmail anymore but you know my, at microsoft.com get yourself a free email mm -hmm. address on one of the big platforms and get rid of your cable provider email address or don't use it. Just don't use it. Yeah. There are many people who still do. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's really it, and it's it's usually like my my in laws or my you know some some older relative who just has had it for years and years and and it's just like um, oh proton mail is another good one uh, Jackie's suggesting in the chat and um, nice. you know they've had it for years and years they don't feel like changing it and then suddenly they decide oh we're gonna move to Florida and we don't get this anymore so now they have to change it anyway and it it just save yourself the hassle and get something like Gmail which gives you for for most people unlimited storage you get like 20 20 gigabytes or or a terabyte of storage or something for your email which right. is more than anyone is ever going to need and you're you're golden so going back to to storage uh we're talking i'm talking digital storage here uh and things like apple notes drafts evernote devonthink uh these are applications that allow you to store data to store notes to store files um, Dropbox, iCloud Drive, Box.net, Microsoft OneDrive. Um, you know, you need one thing I would advocate for is, and one thing I've been doing is really whittling down what I'm using and where I'm keeping things. So, for example, I do my my script writing for Aaron's podcast in Ulysses. I do my fiction writing in Scrivener. I do my notes in Drafts, and then from Drafts. I send out to a lot of different places. So I might tweet from drafts. I might compose the tweet in drafts and then tweet using a drafts action. Or I might mm-hmm. I might write the show notes for this show. I do actually, I, all the show notes for homework are done in draft. And then I copy and paste into the CMS. Uh, same thing with the tweet that goes out right after the show is published. Uh, that says episode alert 259, all the stuff underneath it. That's done in drafts, and I it's just it's a it's a template that I leave up so I can go in and swap out the information as necessary. You know, have have a, a dedicated location for your play, for your documents and your notes and your files, and try not to move things around too much. Um, I'm moving a lot of my stuff over to iCloud Drive because. I trust iCloud a lot more than I trust Dropbox. I trust Apple more than I trust Dropbox. And mm-hmm. it's it's a bit of a headache in terms of sharing things because not everybody uses iCloud Drive. So I still have Dropbox, for example, for the homework uh, recording that you're, you're doing right now. You'll send that over via Dropbox. Yeah. Um, but I'm really trying to get out of Dropbox entirely. So I've been moving things over, deleting things, and really only using it as, mu- as much as I actually uh, absolutely have to um you know evernote is sort of a a repository for everything you can store documents you can use you can store um files notes um word processor document like you can compose in there as a word processor it's just a lot of stuff a lot of people aren't using it that much anymore i feel like it's it's on the way out um devonthink is sort of a database application like you can put pretty much anything in there and it will just hold it and you can search on it and you can run advanced search queries on on whatever you have in there and then you get into the weird stuff like Rome Research or Notion or Obsidian where you're just putting notes in that are connected left and right with backlinks and your personal wikis. And it's just it's a it's a minefield out there. So really think yeah. about where you <laughs> want to keep your things and find a system that works for you. Find it quickly and stick with it. Don't jump around as much because you're going to lose things. You're going to find incompatibilities. You're going to realize that suddenly the thing, the hot new thing that you saw on a blog somewhere isn't going to work for you and you've already migrated half your stuff over. So just yeah. do Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, do your due diligence. Really, really analyze something before you move everything over to it and then start doing it slowly piece by piece. That is great advice. And I think, Carrie, a great place to end this week. I think so. Uh, that was a lot and my throat hurts. Well, that is the short sign. So uh, thanks for listening to us. Uh, As always, we're talking about, again, getting a fresh start. Since it is January, we will continue that theme uh, next week. And then we'll have a great guest the week after that. I'm looking forward to it. 
Excellent. the meantime, if you want to chat with Harry online, how can you do that? You can go to my link tree. You can go to linktr.ee slash hcmarks and get all of my information, my my Twitter, my blogs, my social media, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to reach me, you can do so uh, on the same space. I don't have a Twitter. I got rid of that festering cesspool. <laughs> now, uh, Discord is a great place to find me. Uh, so go over and find the Discord link. Uh, come out and hang and chat with all of us. Yep. We also have the email address that Harry mentioned at the top of the show, which is heyhomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts, your questions, or ideas, and we will discuss them on the show. In the meantime, Harry, if someone wants to find the show notes for this episode, how can they do it? They, they can go to 5by5.tv slash homework slash 259 and get all the show notes and links of everything we discussed today. Exactly right. Thanks so much for listening. We will talk to you next time when we are going to be I'm not sure what we're talking about yet, but we will get there. It's a surprise. Um, it's a surprise. <laughs> surprise. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, go get some work done. Bye. Bye.